Hello everyone, before we get to the main episode, we are going to do our thank yous to all of our lovely, amazing patrons who help support us. Uh, to start, we're going to start with thanking our Neon Haze Clubbers. Thank you, Albert Halbert. Thank you, Gorham Palmer. Next, we'll thank our Shadows Regulars. Thank you for your support, Jamie and Sabino. Thank you for your support, Janice Libby. Thank you so for your support, Elizabeth Palmer. Uh, and finally, and last, but very much not least, thank you, Otto Hauser, for your support. And just a thank you to all of our patrons. As we've said before, your support of us helps us keep this podcast going. It's really because of you guys and your support to us that we get to do this and make these podcasts, and that means so much to all of us. It really does. Thank you. On to our regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to the D3 Podcast, where the rules are suggestions and the suggestions are rules. As always, I am your faithful GM, Jacob. And as always with me, I have... Hi, I'm Ruby. I play Lav. Hi, it's me, Caleb, your father, and also the one who plays Theo. My father? Are you my father or are you the audience's father? I'm everyone's father. So, we are going to be... Starting uh, Season 2, welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of D3, the Woo! podcast. Woo! Now, it's been a few months in real life since we've done Season 1. So, to kind of reflect that, it's actually been a few months in-game. Uh, it's been about two to three months since the final in-between and wrap-up from season one. And so this is pretty much an in-between about what Theo and Lav have been doing. Now, if you listen to season one, you'll know that in-betweens are us kind of breaking down, breaking down what Lav and Theo do over uh, their, their time between hunts and missions and such. Usually that's only a couple weeks in-game, but this one just happens to be two or three months in-game. Um, so the way it usually works is... Ruby and Caleb send to me uh, during when we're not recording about what things they want their characters to do over the break, like what important things they do. And I write up a episode pretty much like detailing what they do, what happens during it, and we kind of RP it. So it's like a normal mission, but instead of one continuous thing, it's like a bunch of mini scenes jumping around between Lav and Theo and jumping around to different points during this time between the hunts. Um, and so that's what we're doing today. Uh, hopefully that's understandable, and uh, you should get used to it, because they happen pretty much between every hunt during the season. And if you listen to season one, well, uh, sorry for the unneeded explanation. So, we start with Lavender. You are meeting up with Leo 
uh, at the little house that the underdog pack uses for meeting with people and general stuff like that. You commission something of Leo and he has finished it. So you get to the house. She uh, slips the box that she was carrying under um, one arm and sitting on her hip and then knocks on the door. Uh, you instantly hear paws running to the front of the door and uh, scratching on the other side of the front door. Hey, Charlie, it's me. You hear a bark from the other side of the door. Oh, you're such a brave girl. Yes, you are. <laughs> Is Lavender just saying this through a door? Yes. Amazing. You hear all the footsteps and you hear uh, who you assume Leo shoving Charlie out of the way of the door. And uh, he opens it and you see Leo there. Yes. Oh, hey, thanks for coming. Uh, I brought you cookies. Oh, uh, thank you. And I brought Charlie cookies. Don't worry, they're low-fat, low-sodium uh, dog biscuits that I made myself. Sure, I'm sure she'll love them. I'm sure you will. Yes, you will, you beautiful little baby. Where, where, where are you keeping these biscuits, these dog treats? They're under my arm in the box. Okay, Charlie has jumped up and put her paws on your shoulders and is instantly, like, sniffing around the box. Oh, 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 no, down, down. Uh, she's not going down. Leo goes, Charlie, down. And she kind of looks at him and guts down. Now, if you sit, I'll give you a treat. Leo goes, sit, and Charlie sits. All right, Lav takes out the treat. She just gobbles it, it up instantly. Like, she practically consumes your hand as she grabs the treat from it. Oh, she's such a good girl. Here you are, your beautiful doggy. Leo goes, so, uh, let me show you what right, I right, did. Right, 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 right. Show me. Uh, so you guys head to a little, like, side room off of the kitchen dining room area in this house. And you get into, like, this little office space. Uh, there's a desk with a computer and a couple chairs at it. And Leo gestures you to sit down. Love sits down. She'll set the, uh, is there, like, a free space to put her box of cookies? Uh, you might have to shove some, uh... Empty cans into the trash, but level start yeah. picking all of, uh, all of his his cans up for trash. He goes, no, you don't have to do that. It's fine. Hey, you're not gonna have enough room for cookies if I don't. Uh, he goes, he helps you, but you clear off some space and you sit down. Charlie, uh, kind of nudges your chair out of the way a little bit, so she sits down right between the two of you. Sounds perfect. She she. She's like, oh, of course, go ahead. And Charlie just kind of sits out, not threateningly at all, but just squeezes herself in between the two rolly chairs. Is she working or can I pet her? Uh, you can pet her. I'm gonna, she, Lev's gonna start sort of just stroking her head gently. Uh, her tongue instantly kind of lolls out. All right, so, so show me your wizardry. Okay, so uh, I should have everything set up. Should have everything it has... Um, a place to set up anonymous accounts for people, message boards, place to post helpful resources, stuff like that. Uh, I already set up an admin account for you on it. Thank you. And of course, you can always call me for tech support if you need help with anything. Oh, also, of course, I added a little extra security and inscriptions on it. Encryptions? Yeah. Wait, what? Do you know magic? No, 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 no. I might have called in some help to do some, you know, um... Spirit encryptions. Cool. Mm -hmm. So it should hopefully no weird spirits or people using spirits of computers or anything like that shouldn't be able to get into the website either. Unless nice. they have, you know, an account and password and all that. Yeah, it's very important that it gets private because I don't want people to feel unsafe. 
Yeah, of course, of course. I made sure that was the case. So I have a couple accounts already set up. Uh, I have an account for me. I won't be on it. I'll just probably be checking in to make sure everything's working fine. Yeah, no worries. You're welcome on. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll drop in. Uh, I also gave Julian an account, but I doubt he'll be on. Uh, He's not very tech savvy, should we say? Hey, I'm happy to have him. He'd be a great resource. Yeah, I just don't think he'll really know how to do it. Turns out Julian ends up being the most active person and sends tons of emojis. Leo will so he does kind of still type with uh two fingers. Oh, oh, is he actually only like 35? He is. Uh, he did not grow up around technology very much. Ooh, poor thing. Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure he, I told him he has an account. He seemed all for it, just... I doubt he'll think to go on it very often. Good things to know to text, not message. Yes. Sure. Anyway, Leo clearly does not understand what you were talking about, but just moves on. He goes. I also added uh, one more account on there. So so I set up for John. He's uh, my adopted brother. Oh, you have another? I didn't know there were four walkers. Yeah, uh, he was adopted about five years ago. He had a pretty traumatic first change. And then when found out he was a werewolf, the special cases task force sent him to stay with my dad. And my dad, I guess, has a soft spot for wayward werewolves of nowhere to go or stay. So he just took him in. That sounds so sweet. And uh, I love your dad. That's so nice of him. Yeah, so now uh, there are there are roughly kind of four Walker siblings, one of which technically is not a Walker, and two of which are adopted. It's it's complicated. Anyway, wait, who's technically not a Walker? I mean, Julian. Oh, your dad never officially adopted him. No, I only met Julian after he was like over eighteen, so there was no real point. I guess that makes sense. You know, he's uh he's a Stern. Uh, anyway, why is his last anyway. name Stern? Is that a cruel joke? I wish I could tell you, I do not know. I do not know how he ended up with the last name Stern. It's like naming me. Never mind. Let's continue. Okay. Uh, anyway, John had a pretty bad first change. Uh, do you know what that is? I am assuming it's like werewolf puberty? Kinda. It's Like it's your something... first period, but werewolf version. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's the first time you turn into a non-human form. Must be terrifying. I know having your first period isn't the same thing because you're still technically in a human form. But it feels like you're not. Sure. Oh my god, my dad was mortified. (sighs) Which one? Or both? My papa, Akoni, he's the one who found out first. And then my my daddy, he he said, he, he, they had given me the talk, sort of. But they hadn't explained everything in full because they were like, oh, she's only 12. Everything's going to be fine. It was not fine. It was, it was not fine. It went poorly. Yeah, that's a, that sounds rough. Just you. Seriously, I'm not joking. Always have pads in your bag. Just do it. Just do it. It'll save a girl's life someday or a guy's life. It will save somebody with a uterus's life someday. Well, keep that in mind. You know, first change is a little different. But I assume there might be still some blood. Oh, it depends. It's usually caused by some sort of stress or like trigger of danger or something. Uh, and usually werewolf turns into a their guru form, which is the big scary 
wolfman form. Uh, yeah. No, mine was because I almost got crushed in a car compactor. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Turned into it, ripped out, found my way into a uh, husk of a old car. My key started talking to me. It's a, it's a fun story. Wait, what? Oh, I had a key that I didn't know how to spirit imbued in it. So after my first change, it started talking. It was Lavis a fun totally time. Enraptured. It was it was a fun time. Anyway, John's was uh not super fun, and so yeah, he can tell me if he wants to someday. Yeah, I thought ha- him being on here and having you know people to talk to who have also gone through you know stressful supernatural stuff might help. You can give him my personal number too. Um, uh, sure, I'll think about it. Um, right now he just has a account on here. Once you know we. Once I uh, make it live and everything. Um, speaking of which, so do you want to see it? Yes. So Leo goes onto the computer and he clicks down. He types something in and on the screen, you see this big stylized S appear, which in very kind of classic fashion, it uh, zooms out and letters come behind it. And that S becomes the first letter in uh, the words Survivor Network. And then as those disappear, you are left with a message board on a home screen. It looks so good, Leo! Oh my god! Oh, thanks. I can't. She's like, she's like tearing up. Oh, uh, do you need a tissue or something? Uh. No, no, it's okay. She just sort of dries her eyes on her t-shirt. Well, I mean, it's only the best for my clients and it's a good cause, so... Are you sure I can't pay full price? No, Lavender, it's fine. Listen, like I said, this seems like a good thing for people. Of course, you'll get the friends and family for a good cause discount. Anyway, uh, let me show you how to uh, be an admin on it. Okay, so I assume that takes an hour. <laughs> yeah, so he shows you, he shows the fact you can uh, look at messages, you can set up that resource page he mentioned where you can link, le- where you can link like good resources for people to use you can accept and decline members all that stuff mm-hmm. um it's pretty it's pretty thorough uh and it's actually over a couple of days you find out all those in and outs of it he teaches you some very basic like commands on how to do stuff on it as an admin mm-hmm. and during that time you get a few more accounts on there yay you, yeah you uh contact cameron the former mugger and victim of Robin. When he gets time on the prison computers, he sets up an account. And then you actually get back in contact with Thalia, who was the girl from window shopping, who was a victim of a vampire attack. Hey, team fucked over by vampires. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you have accounts from Leo, John, and Julian on there. Yay! Levin, she does a very nice introduction to John. He seems to appreciate it. She's like, hi, I'm Lav. I'm I'm Leo's friend slash, I guess, commissioner. Is that how it works for for websites? Anyway, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, Supernaturals are welcome here on the site. Um, Yeah, I think our only rule right now is respect people's boundaries. Oh, of course. I wouldn't ever think of doing anything like that. Um, And you're welcome to message me anytime. And since you're Leo's brother, I have, here's my phone number. You can call me if you need me. Oh, um, thanks. Um, if I need to, I'll make sure I do. Um, and, uh, just in general, pretty much we're just all here for each other. I think that's the goal. He goes, well, that sounds great. Thanks. Uh, and yeah, so setting all that up, Julian is on, uh, 
once or twice, but in general he's not. And Leo isn't really ever on, but you so. get regular enough activity. Uh, John is on pretty often. Uh, same with Thalia, and Cameron's on when he can. Yeah. Lava te- tells Cameron, hey, if you ever need anything, just tell us and we can send you care packages. He goes, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. How's your, how's your GED going? Um, it's going well. Um, lots of studying. Lots of studying. If you need any of my old, um, test books, I can give them to you. I'll make sure to ask if, when I get to that point. Awesome. Um, and yeah, so everyone on that, you get to know them. And through learning how to set this up and work as an admin and some very, very basic coding commands, you now have a free dot in computers. <sighs> That's hilarious and I love it. So... I feel like I have a single dot in computers too, so like me and Lab are on the same page. Perfect. You know some, but not a ton. I know enough to troubleshoot. Yes. So, audience, uh, you got first glimpse. Uh, because this is such a long period in game, instead of just giving the players XP, uh, I'm giving them different bonuses to the character sheet based on what Caleb and Lav. Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, what Caleb and Lav do. So I was just talking about Lav, so. Caleb, Caleb you know, Caleb, the great adventurer and monster hunter. Caleb Palmer, the man Caleb who literally and Ruby. an entire fucking gallon of, of ginger ale in like 30 minutes. Nah, that's not really, you say once. I've seen that a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, based off things Caleb and Ruby have sent me that Lav and Theo are doing over the break. And speaking of which, we cut to Theo. You're sitting down, leaning your naked back up against a cold post. Kinky. Sweat is pouring down your body. Kinky. You look over and see Blacktooth right next to you, looking at you. Kinky. As he starts dabbing blood away from the small cut forming on your lip. Kinky. And as he does, you look over to the other guy in the corner of the ring. Kinky. <laughs> as Blacktooth goes, are, are your... Sh- are you sure you're okay to keep going? Kinky. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be gr- It'll be great. <laughs> I like spit a little bit like away from Blacktooth. There's a little bucket there. Yeah, I can spit <laughs> in the bucket. I knew what this is. <laughs> I knew where this was going. He sprays some water from like a water bottle in your mouth. Thank God. I love how you say water bottle. Vio, you've been working extra hard these past couple of weeks. Between working... Uh, day job at the Marduk Foundation and your night job at the Neon Haze. And on top of that, you've been spending all of your free time in the gym training for this boxing tournament. Thank fuck. And it has paid off, though. You are in the final match of this tournament with actually a little bit of prize money at the top. Nothing huge. Mostly gift cards, but it's better than nothing. (sighs) I'm gonna go hit this guy. Alright, so you are a couple rounds in and... It's been a tough fight. Uh, it's been particularly tough for you. You barely slept the past couple of days since you've been training and working so hard. You're practically falling asleep. Uh, you were practically falling asleep between matches. Jesus. Uh, but this is the final match and final round. It's the final countdown. I was so I was so not on board until Ruby just started falling apart right before our, right before us. 
the way Ruby was uh, doing that is kind of how Fio feels right now. Oh, ooh, that bad? That bad, huh? Uh, I will say you do have five bashing damage. Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. That's okay. There's nothing I can't handle. Right, I'm so, trying to draw sexy boxing Fio, but it's not going well. You You stand up from the corner. You kind of hit your gloves together and head out to the middle to meet this opponent of yours mm-hmm. as the bell dings. A little bit of my hair, like, sexily curling down. Curling down? Going across. Stop it, dude. You know, like a, like a little Superman curly cute. Oh my god, oh, a jerry oh, curl? Jacob gets yeah. those and it's really cute. He always gets mad. Except, you know, it's, it's coming from, you know, an undercut. <laughs> so it's a little odd looking, but absolutely you have it. You actually have to yeah. blow it out of your face a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, roll me initiative. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you didn't expect combat in an in-between. I know. Yeah, this, we're starting season two strong. Let's see here. Okay, 12. Okay, you go first. I'm gonna punch him. Yeah. In the stupid face. Roll me attack minus four. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm gonna spend a willpower point. Okay. To make that a minus one. That's fair. Which means... I'm guessing these don't count as sap gloves. No, they do not. These are boxing gloves. Yeah. Unless Theo so is cheating in a pretty brutal way. <laughs> Which, you know, don't judge him. I would. Uh, that's um four successes. All right. You, you bob out of the way and you deliver a nasty right hook. He goes stumbling a little bit. He looks like he's barely standing up. You guys have been trading blows pretty consistently during it. Uh, and he will now roll against you. What is your defense? My defense is three against brawl attacks. Okie doke. And he does three damage to you. Ooh, three bashing. Ooh, I guess I gotta. I guess I gotta start rolling stamina rolls, huh? You you get that good hit on him, and you get a little bit more confidence. But then out of nowhere, a fist comes out and bops you right in the nose, and you stumble back a little bit, and <laughs> you're you're struggling to stay conscious between all the matches leading up this and the lack of sleep and the training but this is important to you and just through pure tenacity and practice you you close your eyes and you concentrate on staying conscious roll me to stay conscious with a plus one okay so that's just my stamina stamina plus one and you can't spend a willpower to get a plus two on it didn't need it okay we're talking to caleb fucking palmer here (laughs) so you go and you tenacity and just willpower you barely stay conscious it's your turn uh i'm gonna like try and do like a little bit of a faint okay hit him all right does that count as dirty fighting uh sure i'll count that as dirty fighting awesome i'm gonna spend a willpower point okay so roll the same number of dice as last time that helped three successes you do your little faint and you come in with a uppercut and they go down hard there's a it feels like almost a crack as you hit them and they just hit the mat uh the ref comes over and uh does the countdown and they are out cold as you win the tournament yes and hopefully they give me real money and on top of a 50 dollar prize pool and a 50 dollar gift certificate it's that gift certificate that makes it worth it everyone knows that tuscaninis (laughs) Yes, it's a fifty dollars gift certificate to Tuscaninis. Thank God. And now I can wait in line to pay fifty dollars for ice cream. Wow, man, <laughs> it's a deep cut. It's pretty so, along ice cream, with though. 
along with the ice cream and money, you do also gain one dot in the iron stamina merit. Woo! Yes! Which is, I'm changing it a little bit from the rules because to actually make it more useful. Are you sure you don't want to give me the iron stomach merit? No. Although Theo does deserve that merit. He does. Listen, you get it yourself at some point. <laughs> Listen, Theo will eat anything, but Theo makes sure what he eats is thoroughly cooked. Yeah, that's true. No, you get one dawn iron stamina, which means you get a plus one to staying conscious at any time. And you get a minus one from any negative effects from fatigue. And you can stay up pretty much twice as long as the average person without without taking penalties from it. Good. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, it's pretty much all of your Namaste. work you've been doing in late nights have all kind of built up to this. Thank goodness. All that, those training montages of running around in the old warehouses. <laughs> punching sides of Lift, beef. Yeah, punching sides of beef, lifting myself up on chains that are wrapped around the, like the, 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 uh, like the, um, Rafters. The rafters, yeah. Catching all those chickens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, so as you kind of stumble off, uh, the ring, Blacktooth, uh, meets you, and he kisses you. Aw, gay! I'll kiss too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I'll kiss as well. <laughs> I look at him, I was like, yeah, yeah, it, it is. So what? It's great. Yeah. yeah, what are you gonna do about it? I'm gonna scream because there needs to be more gay couples and I just fucking love it. He, he looks at you, go, at you and goes, that was amazing. I'm, I'm really proud of you. You did, you did really good. Thanks. Thanks. I'm proud of me too. Um, let, let's get you cleaned up a little. Yeah. Uh, mm. he, he takes you to the, like, locker room and helps wash off the blood off your face. I pass out sitting down. You pass out for, like, for, like, a minute. And then, uh, you yeah, kind of, you kind of, you're in kind of half days until you get back to... Yeah, I like, I like to imagine it's one of those situations where, like, he's, like, falling asleep and leans forward, but, like, the act of leaning forward jolts him awake. Oh, absolutely, that's... And then he kind of does it again. That's the whole car ride home as... Yeah. Blacktooth drives you uh, to his and Red Fang's apartment. Uh, then you, once you've sat down on the couch a little bit, he gets you a little bit of food. You start feeling a little bit more awake. I eat it like way too fast and give myself a stomach ache, but I am feeling more awake. <laughs> That's what's keeping you awake, the stomach ache? Yeah. No, uh, so you two are- God, I forgot how fun it was to torment Theo. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Why do you think I started with him almost passing out from a concussion? I know. Like, it, what's funny is he's like, he's like one of my more likable characters, but at the same time, it's so much fun to give him shit. Oh, 100%. I mean, the boy needs help, but yeah. So we cut to you guys on Blacktooth's uh, couch in their apartment, and he's kind of leaning up against you. <laughs> you have You have an arm around him. Uh, yeah. You have, like, a plastic stitch over one eyebrow, and he just kind of is leaning up against you and goes, Hey, I just wanted to say, um, I've had a really good time these past couple months. Yeah, me too. I, I know I was hesitant at first, and I'm sorry. That's okay. You're going at your own pace. Yeah, yeah, um, sorry, I, I didn't have the best time growing up. It was just really, you know, confusing. Like, I, I always had, you know, the feeling like I wasn't the right, my body just wasn't right. And, but, but at the same time, that couldn't be right because I, I like guys and girls should, 
And that's what girls do. Girls like guys, but I'm not a girl. Why don't I like guys? Why don't I like girls? And and, and Baby, just, you know, social... And just high all the social anxiety on top of that. It's It was just a, a lot of, you know, conflict and confusing things going on. I, I'm sorry, um... No, it's... I get it. I got, I got you. Yeah, it's just... It was really confusing, but I feel good now. And being around you isn't confusing. I feel like I'm where I'm meant to be. It just feels right. And that's yeah. really, really nice. I'm glad. And he kind of pulls up a little closer to you and cuddles a little bit more into your chest. Yeah, I, I, I like, wrap myself around him a little bit more. Aww. There's a little bit of silence, and you just hear him go, Sebastian, um, that was my name before I was Blacktooth. I just thought you should know that. Thank you for telling me. been calling him Blacktooth. I'm literally you can't see how red my face is because that was like the sweetest thing that ever happened and I'm just trying not to cry. And as you two cuddle up together you do close your eyes and next thing you know you open them and you are laying down on the couch in their apartment with a blanket over you and the sun is shining through the window. I like kind of like push myself up i've got that horrible like slept on a couch back oh yeah there's like there's like cracking <laughs> as you sit up yeah no it, and it, like there's a part of me that's gonna be like there's like a part of like my like it's like it's like to the right like right sort of lower center of my back that's gonna be sore all day oh absolutely and uh it definitely <laughs> will because um Blacktooth comes out and goes oh you're up yeah well uh yeah uh you've just been asleep for a bit how long is a bit? Well, it's it's about three in the afternoon now. Uh, mm. uh, you felt awesome. You, you got back from a torment around ten, ten thirty. Yeah. Um, awesome. Great. Uh, and Blacktooth goes. I, I'm sorry. I, your back must be sore. I tried to wake you, but I just couldn't. Yeah, that's no. That's is Blacktooth trying fair. not to laugh a little bit. That's. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. And that is the flip side to the iron stamina merit. <laughs> if you uh, stay up more than, I believe it's either 24 or 48 hours, like use the fact you don't sleep, uh, next time you sleep, you sleep like the dead for at least 12 <laughs> hours regardless of your situation. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, that was uh, Fio uh, getting Thank that flip God. side. And, uh, with all the creaking and cracking Theo's doing, we cut back to Lavender. So I, I, I'll remind the audience, this is over, like, three months, so these cuts are, like, possibly weeks apart. Um, Lavender, you are sitting in the back work area of R&R Blacksmithing, and you're finishing working on this thin, beautiful little silver chain. It's the most delicate project that you've had to work on yet. All right, Lav, you can do this. Just don't drop the link. And you're actually finishing it up. It's not the usual thing that Riley gives you to work on, but 
she said it was for a friend and that you have a bit of a lighter touch than she does, so she thought you would be perfect for working on it. Uh, and so you are finishing it up uh, as Rochelle walks in, Riley's wife. Hey, R2. How are you, Lavender? Doing all right. Just, just, just about finished. Only lost two links this time. That's good. That's good. Riley mentioned you might want to learn some uh, new fighting techniques. I would fucking love it. I haven't seen you in action fully, but I've seen you practicing and you're so cool. Like, like, do you, do you have any advice on where I could learn? I mean, if you're looking for specifically fighting with two weapons, I I can teach you a thing or two. Oh, I, I really couldn't couldn't impose. You you two have done so much for me already. I, I don't want to get in the way. Nah, it's fine. More hunters out there, less work I have to do. That's, do you know what? That's, that's, that's smart. That's, that's smart. Um, sure, I'd love to learn from you. Uh, so Riley walks over to one of the tapers back there, and, uh, you see she, uh, first takes out two, uh, silver hatchets that were hanging around her belt and lays them on the table. She then, uh, pulls out two iron daggers that were in sheaths held behind her back, and then you see over her shoulder she pulls out a machete and looks kind of like a meat hook, like a hook, both with symbols carved onto them. So you always work with two weapons? In general, I find two weapons are better than one. I could say the same thing. Lav will pull out of her backpack the scissors. Okay, your giant scissors-looking knife blades that connect together. Each of the blades are probably about six to eight inches. Mm -hmm. And then the, the handle part is at least four inches, or three inches? I think four. Two, with a three, full, it has a full, like, um, hand guard on it, where it has yeah. almost like the type of brass knuckles hold where it goes around the fingers. Uh, and they can come apart into yeah. two weapons. She will, one. she will, she will split it and then set it on the table next to Rochelle's. Okay, Rochelle kind of looks at your things and looks at hers and she goes, The daggers are probably the closest thing I have to what you use, so we'll start with those. Oh, I have a couple of those, too. She'll pull out her daggers. Looks like uh, Bill's work. Yep, that's where I got him from. Yeah, he does decent work. It was before I met Riley. I figured. Yeah, otherwise I would definitely have Riley's work, you know. So well balanced. She does make all of my equipment. That must be really nice. It is, and of course she made these for you. Oh, she gestures to the scissors. Yes, that's why I love using them. I don't activate their magic properties a lot, but since they're both cold iron and silver, at the same time, it makes it a little easier. That makes sense. Uh, pick them up. Lab picks them up. And Riley picks up her two cold iron daggers, and pretty much we go into a montage. It's Lab, you know, running around, picking up chickens. Uh, it's mainly, we see, uh, Rochelle showing her some basic moves, uh, and we see mainly focusing on using them for defense. We see a lot of, like, Rochelle, like, showing different attacks that her as an attacker might use with a knife. She uses a fake knife for this and show you different ways to block them and even how to, like, block and then once you get a little bit of training, maybe even attack with the other blade, like she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's this long montage um, and after a while, both you and Rochelle are sweating from all the hard work And the curtain to the back opens, and you see Riley come in. I promise I didn't hurt your wife. (laughs) Lavender, I don't think you could. Probably not. Anyway, I saw you guys working, so I brought you some lemonade. Oh, thank you. 
and she puts out a tray with some lemonades on it. Lav dives. Just starts go. She starts gulping it down till her stomach hurts a little bit. Yeah, she's like, "Fuck! I pulled a Fio." I love that's now just a common thing. Yeah. So, how's training going? I'm so excited to hear that you two are working together. Uh, Lav is is still still chugging. Thumbs up. That's good. So, I gotta ask though, how's the chain coming along? Um, I lost a couple links today, but I I didn't lose too many, and it's 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 done. Oh, well, let's take a look while you two, uh, relax. And, uh, Riley comes over and she takes out this little, almost like, jeweler's glass. And she starts looking at it. She's looking up and down. She's feeling it. She's testing to see if any, like, big, like, parts missing or anything. Lav is sort of watching over her shoulder. Well, I see where you dropped a couple, but besides that, it looks wonderful. This is almost as good as I could have done. I mean, I mean, not that you did bad. It looks amazing. No, that's, that's a fucking compliment. You're talking to the girl who started, like, a couple weeks ago, basically barely knowing how to open a jump ring. You have learned a lot really, really fast. Aw, thank you. And, that being said, I have a little gift for you. You really don't- you're already having me do this apprenticeship, and, like, I, I normally would have to pay for that. Like, this is really good enough for me. I don't need anything more. So I will say it's been, like, you've been working there, like, a few months at this point. Like, I mean, two, yeah. two and a half months. And, uh... Just so the audience knows, well, he goes, well, speaking of the apprenticeship and how much you've done, I have this. And she takes out this little, like, metal pendant. It's almost like triangle shaped, but a little warped. But you recognize it instantly. This Lab is the, crying. this is the piece of your scissors, not your magic ones, but your normal scissors that got burned and melted and broken in your final fight with Jack the vampire and it seems that it's been changed and worked into a little pendant and she goes and she slips it on the silver chain and she goes there it's perfect this is a graduation gift for you what left says through the tears well you've learned so much and you've done so well that don't worry you still have plenty of time to go and there's plenty of time to learn before you're a master of anything, but you've learned a lot. So this is a little graduation gift from graduating, let's say, b- b- base level of metalworking. And now I think you're experienced enough that you can actually help me work on some bigger projects, maybe even make a little money. Love so is this just sobbing. Is a little graduation gift, and she takes it and she clips it around your neck. Yeah, Lav's just sobbing, and she she hugs she hugs Riley really hard. She hugs you back. <laughs> it's a, it's alright. You did all the hard work. It was all you. Thank you so much. She hugs she hugs Rochelle too. She hugs you back. Not not quite as tight as Riley, but she hugs you back. Now you can help me work on all stuff, and we can actually work together. And I can give you credit on stuff. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. This is like a fucking dream. Uh, and you guys hug, and there's more crying. She hands you a handkerchief. Lav, Lav hands her some tissues. Yeah, by then, like, both of you are just crying, and Rochelle's just standing there shaking her head slightly. I'm sorry, we can't all be as bad as you. You're so amazing, both of you. No, you're amazing. I've not seen anyone learn so fast. Oh, you're such a good teacher! And Rochelle's just sitting like... <sighs> She's just checking her watch. Polishing one of her knives. And with that, 
you also get the small graduation gift. You now have a specialty in crafts, metalworking. Thank you for giving me a graduation gift for Caleb graduating college. I'm so happy. Yeah. He got a relationship gra- graduation gift what? of uh, a dot and iron stamina. Uh. Yeah. So we go from them crying to back to Fio, uh, where there is a lot of screaming. Oh, Jesus. As you stand in the middle of Hannah's birthday party. Oh my oh. fucking god! Oh, oh, Fia's so excited. Uh, all her friends are there. Can so I it's just like imagine 10, that? 11 year olds. It's, it, have you seen the clip where Channing Tatum dressed up like a small girl for a bit? No. Look it up. I can imagine point. it. He has this great facial expression. And that's just sort of what I imagine Fio genuinely having on his face. So the whole party is very pink and it is dragon themed. <laughs> of course, you know, dragons. Yeah. Nature's dinosaurs. Uh yeah, she kind of she she went from being into dinosaurs, she suddenly got really into dragons as soon as she found out Frankie was playing some game that had dragons in it. Oh my god. Oh. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. God. I know exactly what Lav gave her for her birthday. Okay, what? So Lav asked Fia what her favorite color was. It's orange. Mm-hmm. And then she she ordered those scales you can knit into stuff online and knit her um, dragon gloves, dragon scale like gauntlet gloves, and a dragon tail. Uh, she is wearing those right now at the party. Jesus Christ. Incredible. Lav is the best aunt. What is Theo doing during this? His mom asked him to come um, and help watch. Yeah, he's... Um... He is, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's just sort of mediating and making sure the kids don't get hurt. Okay, uh, you're, you're paying close attention to the pin the wings on the dragon game they're playing. Oh my god. Uh, I'll say, knowing his mom, it's not even real pins, it's, uh, Velcro. Oh, thanks mom. But you're still making sure none of them walk into things while blindfolded. Yep. Feel, feel, this is the best party. Oh, I'm so glad you like it, Hannah. Can can you give us no piggyback ride? Okay. Everyone for the, tackle for the that dragon big to dragon. St- Ever time for the <laughs> dragon to stretch her wings. And she uh climbs up on your back, uh, and you yeah. start doing your piggyback ride, and then you look down, and suddenly you have one on your arm, and oh, then one no. on your other arm, and they couple on your legs. Oh no! Jacob, she starts like sweating. This is exactly how my brother babysits. Roll me a strength plus athletics to stay up. Thank God. Okay. Theo gets all the rolls. He's such a better brother than I'll ever be. Does heavy lifting help? It does. It does, in fact. These heavy-ass kids. Well, they're not heavy individually, but once you get, like, three or four on you... Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna spend a willpower Feels Feo's, like, my dad's size, right? Yeah. He's 6'2". So he's a little shorter. He's, like, two inches shorter than my dad. Mm Mm-hmm. He's, like, my freak of a brother size. Uh... Let's see here. Oh, yeah, wow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight successes. Okay, you somehow, like, sheep trudging forward with, like, <laughs> four, five, ten-year-olds all on you. Like, just one step at a time. Feel like, the the meme, like, this is fine. That's, like, that's, like, feel right now. <laughs> Incredible. And you're trudging through when you then hear your mom's voice go, all right, everyone, uh, time for cake. And instantly there is no weight on you. As all Thanks, the kids Mom. run to the table for cake. Yeah, Fio's gonna go get himself some 
some. He's gonna go and and like obviously Hannah's gonna be served first, but he'll get himself some cake. Okay, of course. Uh, do you wait until all the kids are served? Yeah, of course. So so Theo's mom gives a piece of cake to everyone, and then she gives an extra big piece to you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back and helping Theo. Oh, of course. I wouldn't miss it. I know, and and you know how excited Hannah can get. Uh, yeah, I don't oh, know. Don't I know it? I don't know why I do without you around. Thank you. She. No problem, mom. She kisses your forehead. I like blush a little bit, and I eat my cake. Uh, and by eat, I mean like I open my mouth and just sort of like slide it all in. Incredible. <laughs> like a fucking cartoon character. <laughs> so the party goes well after that. They do more games. They uh, have they go outside and do a little pinata that looks like a dragon. A pinata? I didn't know they were rich. Yeah. That's a rich is person thing. Is it? I distinctly remember like you don't need to be rich to be able to buy a pinata, Ruby. Don't worry, it's full of dollar store candy. We never. Yeah. We never had a pinata. They were always. Was I denied pinatas by my parents just because they didn't want us to have pinata? <laughs> I was probably denied pinatas by my parents because they just didn't want to have pinatas. They were too violent. I just, too many sticks involved. You've learned. What was the other thing you learned? Like last time? The bread, the bread two, crusts aren't healthier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> How? We're learning so much about your parents. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so there's pinata, there's candy, um, there's lots of presents. What does Fio get for Hannah? Ooh, what did Fio get for Hannah? That's a really good question. I think some uh, some dragon jammies. Oh, perfect. <laughs> like a dragon. Uh, she onesie. loves them. Yeah, like a dragon onesie. What does Frankie get her? A bunch of uh, dragons that are like a uh, a uh, a uh, uh, safari lid. He gets her a small book of like textured dragon stickers. So it's like a bunch of them, like some are fluffy, some have like, like glitter on them to give them texture, some like feel like a little bit like scales, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, your mom gets her a stuffed dragon. Thank goodness. Somebody had to. Oh my god, I love him. And now I will name him Drago. Oh my god. Not very British, Oh, Ooh, that is painfully unimaginative. And then next I'll get a wyvern and name them Wyvy. Oh. Feels, feels like, oh, where did I go wrong? I'll get a worm and name him Wormy. <sighs> feels like dying. Just don't show her Fio, Game of Thrones. Feo, Le- Feo, what should I name my lung dragon when I get him? Uh. <laughs> she looks at you Ooh, expectantly. Good... Uh, uh, Liam? Kind of scrunches her face. Well, that's a normal person name. Oh, come on. Like, the best animal names are people names. She crosses her arms looking unconvinced. Like, imagine imagine, imagine talking to a dog and going like, Hey, Steve, get over here, Steve. I mean, I name all my animals human names, so. Roll me. <laughs> uh, manipulation plus persuasion with your new specialty in persuasion children. Oh, my God. I just remembered my manipulation is one. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Good thing he's not lying. Oh, oh, but four successes. Nice. Goes, I guess that's funny. I'm going to name my dragon now Daryl. 
Oh my god. My life is complete! That, you know, there is... There is an office worker in Georgia somewhere named who who just got represented by this dragon. There's Daryl, and then there's gonna be Liam, and Whitney, and, and Wong... You see her, she goes, she actually goes and grabs and starts writing a list. Oh. And with that, Hannah has a fantastic birthday. Uh, we cut back to Lavender. Lavender, you're just chilling at home, doing random stuff on your laptop, kind of just surfing the web. Do I got a chinchilla in my lap? You do. You have two chinchillas in your lap. They're both in my lap at once. Is it Christmas? It's warm. I mean, it's worth it. I'll do it for them. They're, they're both tucked under the laptop, which is warm. It's the middle of summer. Why are you doing this? One crawls up to just sits right on your face. No, 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 no. Here, here, boobs. Hide in the boobs. She opens her shirt. Uh, one goes in. There we go. And takes up a lot of room in your shirt because chinchillas are not tiny. I mean, just looks like she has a third boob. Who cares? Uh, and as you're doing that, you get a little, like, message noise on your computer. Uh, she checks it. It is a someone wanting to sign up for the Survivors Network. Hey there, what brings you to the Survivors Network? Oh, um, hey. So, I had a weird experience. Now, you don't need to tell everyone about it, but I, I do need to know before I can let you on. Well, this is this is a place where, like, you people, like, it's, it's when weird stuff happens to them, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, a few months ago, I got possessed by a ghost. At least I'm pretty sure it was a ghost. Okay. And I've, I've been looking for a place where I can talk about it. Um, all, all I've, all I've found is, like, people, like, proving or trying to prove ghosts exist or don't, but I haven't really found anywhere for, like, where I can just talk about it. Yeah, welcome aboard. Um, what would you like for your username? Uh, they, they say they want to go by Baz. Baz? B-A-Z-Z. Awesome, Baz. So here's your, here's your passcode, here's your name, and, uh, you can log in, um, read our welcome posts, agree to our rules, and then you're welcome to talk about whatever you want. You can even start a, you can even post on the introduction post and be like, hey, I'm, I'm Baz, blah, 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 blah. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, and we're here for each other. Need anything? Feel free to message me. Oh, thank you. And uh, they seem a little like surprised at how quick and easy it was. But yeah, Baz is the first person on there you or someone else uh, doesn't know. You learn they just kind of found you by looking around online and asking about other in other groups. Good to know we're uh, getting around. Uh, and that you know they talk about how they were possessed by a ghost and how that loss of power and like. Ability not even to be able to control their own body. How disempowering that was for them and how tough it was. Um, Lav says, have you heard of a thing? Like, she tells them about geists. Have you heard of a thing called a geist? Uh, they say they have not. Lav will explain geists to them. What What does she say about them? Well, they're, they're people who died and were sort of brought back to life by this sort of spirit thing. And they can see and talk to ghosts and banish them and, you know, do a bunch of other ghosty things. Um, and if um, they really want, Lav might be able to talk to some of her friends who are geist and find out if there's anybody in Baz's area to talk to them. If that would make them more comfortable. No, I think, I think I'm good. 
Um, I just kind of needed people who might, you know, understand it. We definitely do. You kind of find out about everyone on it, too. Uh, you find out, well, you already knew about Cameron and about uh, Talia. Mm -hmm. As time goes on, you learn uh, about John. You find out he is a werewolf and that he uh, his first change was kind of spurred on by getting uh, attacked by a Wendigo. Wendigo are real? I mean, that's what they told me it was. Oh, definitely put that down in my notes. Thank you. Sure. I know it's hard to talk about stuff like that. It is. But, you know, it seems a little easier on here, at least. Yeah. Uh, so, what were you doing before your first change? You know, um, just being a normal kid, really. I was in the foster care system. Hey, I was too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's I, cool. I was adopted I mean, not cool, dad's... but, uh... No, no, I get it, I get it. I mean, I don't really remember much of it at all. Um, because I was... How old was I? I was like two or three when my dad adopted me. Oh, so you were adopted. Yeah. I have my dad's now. Oh, well, that's nice. I was I was adopted too. Um, I'm sure Leo told you. Yeah, you told me you were a bit older. It was after your first change. Yeah, no, it was about five years ago. Oh, nice. So, how old were you? I was about 14. Oh, you're my age. Oh, really? Yeah. I am 19 turning 20 this... Jacob's gonna have to April, pull up the timeline. September, October, November. 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 I think. She turns, yes, her birthday is in November. Uh, oh, well, um, happy birthday in a few months. Eh, don't worry about it. I'll probably forget anyway. But yeah, we're the same age. Oh, that's cool. Uh, what, what do you do? Um, well, uh, currently I'm working as a metal worker at r, &R Blacksmithing, and I'm also a, I'm also the costume designer and fabricator for the Little Fish players. Wow, you got real life jobs? Yeah, I went to college for a year, but it wasn't really for me, so I just left. And then I started a actually doing some work, and then I got jobs I loved. I was really lucky. Yeah, that that's amazing that you just did that. I, I frickin' won the lottery. What do you do? Oh, well, I, I, I'm in school. I'm studying history. Oh, what type of history? Uh, mainly uh, U.S. history, but also, you know, with a minor in world history. What eras? Oh, well, I'm still kind of... I decide which is my favorite now. I'm just kind of doing general classes on learning about all of it. Any cool papers you've written recently? No, they're they're all pretty boring. I probably will find them interesting. You're talking to the girl who once spent a week studying how they used to color 13th century armor. So I'm sure I'll find it interesting. Well, the last one I wrote was more on, you know, the ancient hanging gardens of Babylon. Oh, really? Ancient Babylonian garments are a complete mystery because there's no evidence. So mostly it's just off of those those testaments you find on like the, the, the tablets and all that shit. And you have to guess off of the carvings. Found anything interesting? Um, not not really about garments. Um, that was a typo. I, I meant gardens. No, no, no. I heard you say gardens. Oh, I really Jacob heard you say garments. I said garments talking about how ancient babylonian i said because i was talking about ancient babylonian garments oh okay because i was connecting lav's interests to his okay he goes oh i i i thought i you missed her never mind hey don't worry After all of us have start. some spelling issues it's 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 tough for me anyway 
Uh, I'm just going to say you guys have a conversation about ancient Babylonia. Because Babylon? Ancient Babylon. Because Jacob doesn't know anything about ancient Babylon. No, also I don't want to bore our audience talking about... Hey, ancient Babylon was pretty fucking cool. It's not urban that's fantasy, not the... though. Yeah, that's not what this podcast is about. Although, if you stick to Chronicles of Darkness, the werewolves do speak Sumerian. Yeah, but Sumerian's kind of... Why do they speak Sumerian? What What's the point it's of the, that? It's the first tongue. But Sumerian isn't the is first they language. That's what they, they call it the first well, tongue. Well, that's stupid. Sumerian's an early language, well, but it's not the first language. Well, because, like, the writers wanted a language that was still a real language, but still gave them breathing room to, like, make shit up. Do you want to know the first language? Sure. We're, we're on Body the soft train. Might as well... Might as well pull it into the station. That was... That was not great. It's actually true. <laughs> The first language that everybody learns is body language. Uh, anyway, so you guys talk about that and uh, first languages. Mm. And uh, over the months, you get another person who joins. Uh, someone who was attacked by a monster. And they kind of have a connection with both John and uh, Tali on that front. And Lav. And Lav, of course. Um, and so by the end, you have about five pretty active users on it. Nice. She's going to ask Theo if he wants to join. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. What do you want your uh, account name to be? Mm, that's a good question. Well, I mean, I feel like no matter what I make it, Leo's going to like hack into it somehow and change it to Pinkie Pie. That's probably going to happen. Yeah, but whatever. I'll just put it as Pinkie uh, Pie. Save you the time. Must you? It's either that or Pretty Boy. I'll take Pretty Boy. Okay. She puts it as Pretty Boy and she puts his password as Pinkie Pie. Okay. It stays the same. It's an old joke. Leo doesn't want to waste his time with that. But no, uh, yeah, no, your name doesn't change. It stays that. Good. Yeah, no, not nothing about your account changes. There's no, there's no Good. Leo pranks on it. Good. He has at least a little bit of taste not to, you know, change things about support group about traumatic events. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he has a, he has a little bit more taste, not much, but a bit more taste than that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, after you gain some new members, you start talking to them, you learn a bit more about their lives and, like, what they do, and that translates to you gain a dot in the contacts merit. Woo! So you now have one dot in contacts survival network, or survivor network, that's what I should say. Awesome. On that note, we cut back to Fio near the end of the summer, so near the end of August. You are sitting in a chair in... Uh, Mr. Cano's office. You're a therapist. Uh, yeah. Who you've been seeing on a weekly basis since mm -hmm. the end of the last season. So, Theo, how have you been doing? I've been doing pretty good. It's been a pretty good summer. I'm glad. Is work going well? Yeah, it's going great. I actually uh, I won a boxing tournament a little while ago. It's impressive. Yeah. How's your uh, relationship going with Blacktooth? It's been going great. Um, you know, we're... We're really getting pretty close. That's good. I noticed you, you mentioned you had some hesitations about taking it slow. Have Are those still lingering or? It's been working out perfectly. We're in a really good place and I couldn't be happier. I'm glad to hear you've been uh, doing so well. Uh, and I can tell just by looking at you, you seem a lot more relaxed and open than when we first started these sessions. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think they do help, but I think it also helps that... You have a support network with you now? Yeah, an even bigger one. Yeah. 
Exactly. And, you know, I've noticed you've been making progress, Jess. Small steps, you know, telling your mom every now and then you're too busy to watch your siblings shows improvement. It shows you willing to take a little time to take care of yourself when you need it done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. I, yeah, I, I feel so relaxed, honestly. I'm glad you've been feeling a lot better then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you been getting enough sleep? Well, leading up to the tournament, I had a little bit of, uh trouble with that with training but um Mm. now that that's over and done with i've been sleeping like a rock well that's good are you getting at least six hours a night yeah oh yeah oh yeah is it's feel telling the truth yeah okay good that's good that's good well i would say i've seen remarkable improvement for our first uh check-in since starting these sessions is there anything else you'd like to talk to me about anything happening or anything need to talk about um i there was this one thing uh, a while ago uh, i found out that my roommate is working with my ex Mm. and i don't know i i've been thinking about if she's still there trying to talk to her i don't know really did you it's kind of stupid no no all all feelings and insights are important none of them are stupid some of them aren't healthy but that's not what what this is did you have a good relationship with this ex? Um, for a while, yeah. And then, you know, it ended. Were there some leftover feelings when it ended? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't, I don't know if she's gonna want to talk to me much. I, I was really hurt by what happened, and honestly, I feel pretty bad. I didn't you know, do anything physically, but I said some things that to this day I'm not proud of. Really? Yeah. So you want, you feel guilty about the things you said when you broke up? Yeah. All right. Now, let me ask, and let me double check and have you double check with yourself. Do you want to talk to her because you want to talk to her and you think that apologizing for the things you said would help? Or do you want to talk to her because you feel you should talk to her? I feel like she deserves an apology. Do you think you deserve an apology for the breakup? Mm, no. Mm. Well, I would say that, think about it, but if you feel that it might be a weight lifted off your chest, if you do apologize, then I say go for it. But just make sure that it's be healthy for you to see her again. Yeah. I want to make sure that you're apologizing because you want to apologize, not because you think society says you should apologize, or because you think she wants you to apologize. Just want to make sure you're apologizing because you want to. Okay, uh, I'll think about it. And I trust you are come to the right decision, but if you have any more questions, or of course any concerns about it, you can always talk to me. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I will say trust your opinion though, trust your gut a little bit. I feel like you've gotten a lot more insight on your emotions over these past few months, and I'm proud of you for that. You've made remarkable improvement. Thanks. And with Theo understanding his emotions better, you gain adult in empathy. (gasps) Because to understand other people's emotions, you first have to understand yours. He needed that so badly. Yeah, I know. I know he did. He's made so many, so many empathy rolls where he's rolled one die. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Theo has, you know, understands himself a bit better. 
and that might help him understand yeah. other people a bit better. Yeah. But I'm guessing Fio will continue seeing Mr. Kano. Yes, of course. But he has made improvements in understanding himself a bit more. Uh, so I'm yeah. so I'm about to go into the last thing of both of you guys. Is there anything you'd like to do before I go into that? If John is not canonically at least six foot six, I'm going to be disappointed. Six foot six? I like the That's idea huge. that he's a fucking giant. That's huge, I think it's Ruby. fucking hilarious. I think everyone being tall in a game is hilarious. Yes, so now John has to be a fucking giant. That's huge. That's a huge person. Yes, and I've met people who are that tall. I mean, I, mean, I so have two. I. I've met like two. I've met yeah, more than that. Yeah, it's not that common. My dad's six com- foot four, so six foot six isn't that big. Well, you come from Minnesota, the land of giants. That's I mean, Ruby, I mean, think of it like this. Think of the divide between you and six foot six. That's a big, that's a big leap. Yes, but it's only two inches taller than my father. I thought your dad that was six matter. four. Yeah. Oh, it's six six. Right. Jacob's, Jacob that's doesn't nothing. do math. That's nothing. Well, you do not know his height because he is an internet friend. Well, he better be tall. He better be like 5'2". No, if he's 5'2", I'm going to kill you, Jacob. <sighs> Jacob, please. I will climb into I'm your bed you. at night on my knees. And slowly, slowly tear off every single fingernail. I mean, I Ruby makes a compelling argument, Caleb. <laughs> I could imagine she would. I'm sorry, I love you. No, what I'm going to do is I'm too. just going to put sparkles in your hair when you sleep. I mean, there are now sparkles all over my desk. <laughs> That's for good reason. Uh, I fixed your computer. Did you do it with sparkles? Yes. Yes, I did. But oh. think about it, Ruby. If he's 5'2", both Theo and Lav's partners will be very short. I don't want that. No, thank you. <laughs> the symmetry is perfect. No. Both their boyfriends will be short. Uh, anyway, let us move on. So, both of you guys, at the end of August, get an email. Uh, it is from Jethro Gates, one of the watch captains of the Neighborhood Watch hunting group, and also happens to be Fio's boss at the Mardok Foundation. You get an email saying, Hi there, I know we haven't talked in a little bit. Um, I don't know if you remember my offer, but a few months back I mentioned to both of you that there was a new watchtower opening for the Neighborhood Watch, and I would love for both of you to join if you're able and if you're willing to, it is a new watchtower that will be dedicated to both helping people and working as a meeting spot, uh, along with having access to a small occult library. I know both of you said you needed time to decide, and of course. But the tower is opening soon, and I would love to set up a meeting with both of you to talk about whether you'd like to join or not. If you would or not, I would love to set up a meeting with both of you, though, to discuss it. Sincerely, Jethro Gates. Uh, Feels like you want to go to this meeting? It, it might be a good idea. You know, they, they have a lot more resources than we do, and it could be a good opportunity to get to know some other hunters, have some more support. Yeah. I mean, I, I love hunting with you, but I think that yeah, of course. we get beat up a lot. I do get beat up a I lot. I mean, we both and, do. You know, I've been stabbed more than you. Yeah. That's a little true. sad. Why, why? I've been shot at more than I you. Mean, we've both been shot at quite a bit. How many times have you been shot? Let's see. Robin pulled a gun on me. And then you also got shot by, uh, I believe it was Cameron's brother. <laughs> Which, by the way, not did not see that coming. I The last thing I expected was the, you know, he got me. He did what he did, what he does. Like, 
That trickster thing did not see him pulling a gun on me coming. That's... Very tricked. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Gotta give him props. But anyway, I think it might be a good idea because we know that we know that the neighborhood watch is more resource filled, and they seem like nice people. So it might be a good idea to you know have somebody to back us. I mean, yeah. I like they're like at a ten resource wise, and we're at like a two. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, I do now know how to do metalworking, so that's pretty cool, but don't think me knowing how to make a, a piece of metal into a knife is going to help us too much when we're in the middle of a fight, so... Yeah, let's let's go talk to him. All right, meeting it is. Uh, cool. So you guys uh, set up a meeting time. Uh, you're meeting him at the Mardok Foundation in his office, uh, his head of security office. Theo, you're actually working there that day, so... Yeah, sure. Lav wears a pair of slacks. And a button-up. Very nice. You guys go in. Uh, you pass by Grace, who's the head of their little mini-infirmary slash medical part of it. Lav waves. She waves back. Uh, she's the one that took Theo's blood. She's also the one who patched us up after we fought in that dungeon crawl. Yeah, Robin and Jack. You pass by Leo's little workshop, where, you know, he's the R&D department making gadgets and such. Lav waves at him, too. Uh, and she throws a sandwich back. at him. He is currently uh, eating a sandwich. She throws a second sandwich at him. He looks surprised and just kind of shrugs and puts in the little mini fridge he has. Mm -hmm. And you pass by the little library they have with uh, Mustafa slash Moose reading some book in it. Love waves at Moose but doesn't disturb him. Uh, he do he is engrossed in his book. Nerd. Does not see you wave. Does he have that pros before bros t-shirt on? He does not the best design i've ever made up and you finally make it to jethro's office i'm guessing you guys knock mm -hmm. and he says mm -hmm. you can enter and you guys come into the little office you take a seat across the desk from him where he has little papers laid out he looks up and he goes thank you very much for uh meeting with me no well, problem smiles quietly so uh as i mentioned the email i mentioned a few months ago that we are opening a new watchtower and I personally would love both of you to join. I think you guys match very much with what the Neighborhood Watch is doing. Looking out for the small guy. People that may not always be protected. But I understand that that's not for everyone. Um, and I would be happy to answer any more questions you guys may have about the operation, the Neighborhood Watch, this tower in particular, etc. Um, so who's going to be on the team other than us? Right now, we have Shafiq as being the new watch captain. All we know is Kid Blake. Oh, perfect. Uh, we also have, as second command, uh, one of our members named Sarah. And we also have two other members uh, who you two are familiar with. Kim, Ramirez, and Gotal oh. will both be members. That'll be fun to work with them again. Exactly. I thought that would be a good match. Kim's great. Mm -hmm. And Goto, while quiet and a little strange, is the best watch that we've ever had, for obvious reasons. Uh, and then two other new members, whose names I do not have with me right now. Okay. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to, Theo? Uh, you should probably go first with your questions. Theo says that, and that's because he doesn't have any questions. Yeah. yeah. I, I assumed. Yeah, he's just trying to dodge it. Lab is going to ask, okay, so I only really have one question. Will we mm -hmm. only be able to act with the watch's permission? Oh, of course not. Okay, then uh, I'm in. 
All right. Uh, I was going to say that we pride ourselves on letting our hunters and members operate in other ways. Um, you, We suggest that before you do anything too extreme, like burn down a building or go after the head of a supernatural organization, you check in with us. But besides that, um, you all are free to act on your own. But great. Uh, Fio? Yeah, that sounds great to me. Oh, well, this was a lot easier than I thought it might be. I was so tempted to have Fio go, yep, that was my question too. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. I was saying I absolutely would have made you roll subterfuge though. <laughs> yeah. Which you did not get a bonus to that this session. Yeah, no, that would have been bad. Um, well, Jethro goes, well, this is perfect. Um, your first meeting will be in about two weeks. Um, I will give both of you the address and also the number of Shafiq in case you want to call him beforehand, but I'm glad to have both of you on board. And he stands up and holds out a hand. Love shakes. I'll shake it. Yeah, he shakes both your hands. Does he like do the cross arm thing? No, he shakes your hands one at a time. <laughs> the graduation cross arm. Uh, he shakes your hands one at a time. And with that, you guys have a dot in the status merit neighborhood watch. Woo! You're going to write these Ooh. down for us so we don't have to. I am them. running out of merits. And you have access to the future merit endowment gadgets Ooh. from being part of the neighborhood watch. And with that, we come to the end of the session. And in between, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> I know what you did last summer. Don't lie to me, there's no other. I know what you did last summer. Tell me where you've been. All right. <laughs> with that, thank you guys for playing with me. Anytime. Of course. Thank you for the audience for listening. Um, This is, as I mentioned, the fir- technically the first episode of season two of D3 the podcast. Woo! Woo! We have a lot more fun stuff planned. The next episode out will be the first hunt slash mission. Fuck of season yeah. two, where you get to see Lav and Fio meet all of their new co-workers. I am so ready for Lav to do stupid knife tricks. Oh, incredible. So ready. She's been practicing. Oh, of course she has. Not with Rochelle. No, Rochelle's just, very practical. She's been specifically watching Lucifer to watch all of Mazikeen's knife scenes. God. Hey, she fights with and two knives. She does. Anyway. Thank you, everyone, for listening and supporting us through season one and into season two. Uh, season two, I will say, is a great jumping off point for new people. If you have friends or family or anyone who may not have the time or effort to completely catch up on season one, that we suggest you do. Season two is a great jumping in point. We'll be reviewing a bunch of old NPCs and characters and locations that are important from season one. And it will be a brand new story with new hunts and new characters. And specifically, it will be a good starting off point. And kind of to celebrate that, we actually have a change coming to our Patreon. Woo! Uh, we will be changing our Patreon a little bit. Right now, we have a $10 level, which gives you access to monthly watercolors and sketches from titled Lav Sketchbook. Moving forward in Season 2, we will be dropping that down to a benefit of the $1 level of joining, our lowest level, and replacing the $10 level with benefits that include a free icon or chibi drawing of a character done by our very own 
Ruby Kate Pellant. And it will also have access to quarterly writings by our very old Caleb Palmer in Caleb's world world building corner. Oh, what? What? No, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> where Caleb will be discussing different aspects of world building, from magic to terrain to gods to cultures to races, and talking about what he likes and giving advice and possible suggestions and examples you can use in your own game. So. Joining our Patreon, there's never been a better time. Now at the $1 level, uh, you can gain access to what we had before, which was monthly short stories written by me, along with a thank you in the description of each of our episodes. But you will also get access to the monthly exclusive art done by Ruby. And if you choose to upgrade to the $10 level, or you're already at it, you will now get all the same benefits as before, but on top of it, a free icon or chibi drawing done by Ruby and access to exclusive Caleb's World Building Corner writings. So Patreon is the one of the best ways to support us. It gives us money to help grow our podcast and get new equipment and better hosting and websites is all thanks to you guys. So thank you everyone who's on our Patreon now. It's patreon.com slash d3thepodcast. And thank you just to everyone who listens. If you can't donate or you can't sign up for Patreon, that is absolutely fine. We all know everyone's in a different place, but just you listening and if you can, spreading the word on social media and to anyone else just in person is the best way to spread word of this podcast. And so we can keep growing and keep writing awesome, diverse, interesting stories for you guys. And that's all I have to say. Just thank you. Any final words from you guys? Uh, just thank you so much for listening, and welcome to season two. Well, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, I'm so excited for season two, and I can't wait for 